Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie, and we both have toddler age boys. And here on our podcast, we chat all things real motherhood from A to Z and absolutely everything in between. Matrescence is the process of becoming a mother, and that is what we dive into here on each and every episode. So thanks so much for joining us and welcome. Hello, hello. I always want to ask how everybody's doing, but nobody's going to answer. So I'll respond. That seems Hi. Silly. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Makes me feel better at least. <laughs> yep. So what are we diving into today, Emma? Ah, the fun chit chat about about our partners, about relationships, I guess, kind of in general, um, as you do transition into parenthood, there's just so much to touch on, which as we looked at our outline today, we said, (laughs) whoa, okay, we might have been overly ambitious, because there just is, there's a ton to (laughs) chit chat about. Um, You know, we're kind of more specifically talking about helping your partner find their footing in in place. and, and yeah, the parenthood journey, I guess, um, for us personally, obviously, we'll be referring to our husbands, but this really can relate to no matter who you are sharing kind of the the responsibility of a parenting with, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, partner, whatever relationship you may be in. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the gist of what we are going to attempt to, to cover today. Yeah, we had a, a listener who reached out to us um, via email, just asking a little bit more about the question was, was actually towards me how you know kind of balancing I would say like having a child and also my husband being in medical residency and so she was just inquiring about that and so it kind of got obviously in responding to her it got me thinking about it I was chatting with you about it Emma and we just were like hey let's let's actually take this uh, a little bit further because it really is a good topic and it's especially in in those early weeks and months it can be a little bit hard to kind of say where does you know where does your partner fit in in all of this especially you know, I think if, if mom has at least somewhat of a generous maternity leave, right, she's at home for at least several months. And especially if the breastfeeding comes into play too, I know that can really add extra responsibility on mom's shoulders. So it was uh, definitely an interesting topic to dive into a little bit further. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, but first, we're going to catch up a little bit, a little short life lately. So what's going on in your world, Mackenzie, up in up in Rhode Island with your stupid, beautiful fall weather? Uh, girl. Blah. Yeah, I mean. Whatever. Yeah, it's gorgeous. This is, yeah, this is, yeah. 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 We're about so. to get a hurricane, so <laughs> you know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, you know, what's the most heartbreaking thing about it is like literally this was the time you and I had on the calendar for you and oh, Owen yeah. to be in my home right now so i think that's what's like heartbreaking because this is emma weather it's like you can still wear shorts but you can just throw over a light jacket that's tied around your waist halfway through a walk like that's what you love and the leaves are changing and so yeah it's lovely up here right now so i would say that we're just taking advantage of being outside as much as possible and the most exciting thing is that my parents are here they've decided to come up and Gosh, it took a lot of planning and chatting, and I posted on Instagram about it, and by the time this episode airs, it'll be a few weeks out, Um, but really just wonderful to have them here, and yeah, I would say if anybody is trying to make that decision, you know, we we had them take COVID tests prior to coming, and we're on high alert for symptoms, and we're still wearing masks right now for just a few more days just to make sure everyone's comfortable, So, but we're really enjoying it. We're spending all of our time outside, so they rented a little Airbnb, so they're not in a hotel setting, and we sit outside in their back patio and just uh that's really made a difference if I'm inside their their Airbnb just to use the restroom or grab something from the kitchen I always wear my mask so we're just trying to kind of find that balance it's a little bit 
different, but we're making it work. So Emerson remembered them. So FaceTime does work. That's <laughs> and, so fun. Uh, I love yeah, that. So it's been really positive. So that has been new in our corner. What about for you guys? Uh, I'd say the, the most interesting thing that's been going on is we did start daycare last week. We made it one and a half days out of... out of the first week um and we did not go today so we've had a fun mixture of my sweet very sensitive boy um struggling to adjust so he actually did pretty well the first day the second day i got a call about halfway through that he was having a really really rough day and um i actually appreciate them calling i've gotten a lot of feedback that's been interesting some people i think that have their kiddos in full-time daycare were like why would they call you and almost seemed Mm -hmm. like that was a bad decision i was really happy with it because yeah this is really new for him and i i guess i i didn't see it as a negative and they weren't like you need to pick up your kid there's a problem it was just this very like he's having a really hard day and we just don't want you know this to be a bad connotation for him so you know if mom's around and can our dad's around see perfect partner interjection here because i actually told them that i was like if i don't ever answer please call my husband <laughs> like he's also very available um we're there is two of us but anyway so we picked him up about an hour and a half early and that was rough and um i was traumatized because these were all my fears heading into daycare was that this was yep. going to be the result so Mackenzie got to hear multiple days of my total meltdown and my husband got to endure my wrath for a couple of days as I panicked and then Sunday came around and by the time I got over the daycare you know him struggling to adjust uh he got sick with a little cold <laughs> I don't mean to laugh girl but it's I, like, no it's ridiculous yeah I mean it's literally like it's literally like us getting COVID right we record yeah. bonus episodes we talk about COVID and then yep. we all get COVID it's kind of like yep. you're like okay all right yep. universe what else do you it, have it was all me? the concerns I had about daycare happened yep. in the first week so but he, hey you know kept you got it. him out of the way <laughs> it, it well Hmm. Let, let's see on thursday yeah, he's dot, not dot, dot. super sick or anything it was it's a cold um but with covid restrictions they're pretty tight mm-hmm. on not wanting you to bring a sick kiddo and he was also just being sick he was being kind of extra clingy which seemed like a you know recipe for disaster when he already had a bad day there so daddy stayed home so see partners again um he had daddy daycare today while mom went and worked and yeah we're hoping we can try again on thursday so we shall yeah. see but I mean, it's our excitement. It's hard and it's par for the course. Emerson's starting here in in about a week or so. And, you know, you're just like, okay, like the the sickness thing is going to be real. And yeah, it makes it like sense with COVID to be extra cautious. But in general, though, like COVID aside, like I feel like it's just polite to not bring your sick child (laughs) to be around other people's children. So you are obviously doing the right thing. I mean, I know that actually, though, I don't know, by all technicalities, he just, I feel like his symptoms were minor enough. But oh, yeah, you guys it was are mostly like a runny nose situation as much. But then we both kind of got a little like mm. congestion thingy. And so it, again, it thankfully for us, this was not a huge deal. My husband didn't have a busy morning. Um, so it just it, it wasn't a major inconvenience this time. But it does make me a little fearful. I'm like, he hasn't been in daycare. He's never been around all these germs. He's just going to be sick all the time. So we're going to be paying for daycare that he's never going to attend. But Anyway, as my husband says, I need to be more optimistic. Oh, mine says the same thing. It's he's always like, Mackenzie, you look at it and he's like, you look at it in the negative. What about you look at it in the positive? What could Emerson gain from going to school? And I'm like, 
okay, I hear what you're saying, but look what could but happen. But it's BS. <laughs> you don't know anything. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel when my husband tells me to, you know, yes. look Simmer on the down. bright Simmer side down. Of life. Yeah. Yep. Shut up. Yep. What do you know? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so that's life here. But yep. So Emma we'll will be giving us marital yeah. advice tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. i'm just kidding i was the one before we started recording that was kind of like girl like i'm kind of feeling like we're just in this lull right now you know and it's just hard it's honestly my counselor reminded me that today when i brought it up with her we had a zoom counseling session and no i did i had it with her when i say we it's me and her my husband wasn't involved um Although I've always mentioned to him, honey, that'd be kind of cool. We could like, you know, chat about, you know, our relationship with a third party. He's like, I I think I'm okay. I'm like, all right, well, maybe, maybe one day that'd be cool. But um, anyways, she was just sharing. She's like, don't forget that everything that you're feeling and experiencing is happening always in the context of COVID. So like anything you're thinking or feeling is always like that is also going on with the global pandemic. And I feel like like her perspective, because it makes me feel like all my big irrational feelings right now, I can just blame on COVID. Well, that's what she was kind of saying is she's like, at the end of the day, like, you know, you are feeling a little bit stir crazy. Maybe you're feeling a little bit like there's not a ton of opportunities for you guys to get time for each other and time for your relationship. And you're feeling like there's a lot of added stress. And I mean, it's like, actually, yes, those are, those things are true. And a lot of them relate to the fact that, you know, COVID sucks. So yeah that's what we just need to name every episode from like what march till now is covid sucks part 27 yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know we keep it real emma and i do and one of the things about keeping it real is also being real about relationships and about what you know what role our partners have had have played thus far for us and what really works for us and what's more challenging etc so we're obviously going to be diving into today's topic, which is what can we do as mothers to better support and encourage our partners to have a starring role in parenthood? So not just coexisting, but really, I guess, supporting them and having the wings to fly in in being the best parents that they can be as well. So we obviously want to give it that positive spin. So, hey, there's the positivity we were I was like for. sitting here going, you are so much nicer to me. I'm like supporting them. How about step up? It's your kiddo too. I'm like such a jerk. But I like your um, <laughs> giving them wings to fly speech better. That, that sounds lovely. <laughs> I'm looking at my wine glass and it is half full tonight, Emma. Well, there. what, your, your ounce and a half? So you've uh, had a sip and it's almost gone? Actually, I... <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to send you a picture of this wine glass in like size scale comparison to my hand. It is the smallest wine glass. Oh, you've sent me that universe. photo before, and that's when I started making fun of you. It's ridiculous. Oh, it is. It I is. told you it was an Owen size wine glass. Like I, oh, I think it would be okay if he drank that much. He'd probably be fine. So, <laughs> well, maybe we can test it out. You know, give give hey, his, give free some days with his attitude. I am willing to give oh, it a go. That's People true. talk Today, about whiskey on their gums. Why not a little oh my gosh, for their I attitude? Was, uh, Today, Emerson was so fussy. I was like, I wonder what would happen if I gave him a CBD lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> it's natural, right? Yeah, it comes from a plant. Yep. Yep. See? totally good to go all right let's talk about our topic all right right? we're gonna we're gonna talk about our topic so we'll start with this one so would you say that you had some specific expectations prior to becoming pregnant about the role that your husband would have oh totally um it is funny to actually think back so I definitely envisioned I mean it was 
it was fantasizing about what parenthood would be as a couple versus the reality. And honestly, that was a blissful place. Like, I feel like, yeah, during pregnancy, even I was, you know, all the all the dreams of we just lie in bed and hold our sweet angel. And, you know, when he woke up softly crying in the middle of the night, we'd both go in there and comfort softly him. Crying. Softly, softly crying. crying something my child has never done. Neither yep. has yours. Has, has Owen ever softly cried? No, what I, if ever, if Emerson ever softly cried... I, I probably would call 911. It's like, like when people yeah. tell me their child fusses. I'm like, no, that's not something my child does. He screams bloody murder if he's upset. Not fussing. Fussing is, you know, not something <laughs> I've experienced. So. Or grunting. If people are like, yeah, my kiddo just grunts when they're hungry. I'm like, oh, tell me more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now my kiddo runs and pulls my boob out. So there's that. Um, <laughs> but yes, I definitely, I envisioned everything being 50-50 completely. Um, it, it, you know, the middle of the night feedings, I think was a big thing. I just totally had it in my head that we would take turns and that would be like a joint endeavor. I also frankly envisioned my husband would take more time off work than he did, or, you know, his load would be lighter. Um, so those were some of the, I guess, expectations I, I had going into it, that it would be a completely shared joint experience, um, in, well, we've we've had kids that's not really true so Mm -hmm. which we'll get into it but what what was your I guess expectation prior to to becoming pregnant I would say very similar just I I don't I almost don't feel like I really thought about it that much and we've talked about this before like how during pregnancy you're so focused on the pregnancy and then you're focused on the nursery and maybe your baby shower and on the birth plan it's almost like I felt like the rest would just handle itself and part of me wonders if that's because, you know, the people that I was around, you know, that talked about motherhood were, were honest to some extent, but I also feel like I saw almost maybe the Instagram version of motherhood, you know, beautiful pictures, happy people, you know, you see each other maybe at church or a get together and their kids are cute and they seem happy and you're like, oh, okay, this, I can do this too. This will be great. And so I feel like I never really thought through the way that it would affect my marriage and then also the way that, you know, it would affect my husband, you know, to then all of a sudden have this new role Mm -hmm. that he had never had before. So I almost feel like I was maybe blissfully ignorant, like just didn't really give it a lot of thought. And now I think back on it and I'm like, wait, what? Like I'm almost like shocked that I didn't think about it more. Whereas like now- I still almost think that's like the number one piece of advice I would give give to somebody like prior to pregnancy is don't focus so much on what to pack in your hospital bag and, Mm -hmm. you know, reading all the baby books and reading all the stuff about pregnancy and, you know, that your baby's the size of a cantaloupe or whatever. Really do focus on, like, the realities and talk to other moms. And not to say your experience is going to be exactly the same, but, you know, communicate with your partner about expectations, which I'm totally jumping ahead to, you know, out, you know, what what people should take away in advice. But, but yes, you're completely correct on... You, you spend so much time focusing on the, the cutesy little stuff and, yeah, decorating your nursery and stuff as opposed to the what is life going to be like with the baby and how do me and my husband or partner need to be on the same page at least going into this thing. So we're, we're on a team. And if we feel like we're not on a team at any point, we can openly communicate that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And like getting getting things set up that will support you in that. So like having those honest discussions about, okay, so like, you know, who's visiting when? How does that work for us? How much time are you taking off work? What exactly is it going to look like, you know, for our family? What, you know, what are kind of your thoughts and expectations for, you know, for, for overnight feedings, for example? Like, I think those are appropriate conversations to have. And 
it's interesting because now, and I feel like, Emma, you're the same way because we've talked about that. When you and I ever talk about potentially having a second kiddo and what that looks like, I feel like now I'm so much more confident in what I know, like I need support wise from my husband and also what I think works best for him, that it's almost like that stuff's already out on the table. And I think that will make it hope, you know, hopefully a lot easier for us the second time around if, you know, we have the chance to have another child because, you know, that, that we've already been through there, you know? So it's like, you can now say, this is what I need. So totally. Yep. So what about during pregnancy? What role did your husband play? And would you, I guess, alter or adjust that specific role if you were to have another pregnancy? So honestly, he was a rock star. I mean, I, I really don't have a single complaint. He was so patient and did anything and everything I ever needed him to do. My husband, so we are not feet people. Giving each other a foot massage was never something on the table. And he totally did, especially by the end of pregnancy. I was working on my feet all the day. There were foot rubs. There were, no, honey, I'll take all this. You know, just like he was so considerate and always super supportive and did anything and everything just to make it easier for me. And so I, I can't say a single word. He was fantastic during pregnancy. Um, I think for baby number two, the biggest difference will be he's probably going to kind of be in charge of taking care of Owen instead of taking care of me, <laughs> which mm. kind of selfishly mm-hmm. sucks. Um, I was, we were honestly having this conversation tonight over dinner about it. And he, this is just the difference, I guess, you know, of his perspective versus mine. And I was talking about this podcast and what we were talking about and how, um, you know, we were talking about expectations versus reality and a second kid. And he was like, you know, what do you mean different? And I was like, well, I mean, just me being pregnant is going to be different. You know, I won't have you waiting on me hand and foot. He goes, oh, I never even thought about that. (laughs) You know, he didn't have to think about that, but it will be very different with a second kid. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, expectation wise more than anything I have to adjust and realize I'm gonna need his help but it will really be taking care of Owen I'm, I'm kind of on my own which is fine I'm a big girl I've been through pregnancy once I, I kind of know what to expect but it will be harder the second time around and I think we just have to acknowledge that and prepare for that so yeah I would agree honestly my husband was very similar I have absolutely nothing that I would change about his support during my pregnancy the only thing is you know he came to a couple appointments but not many just because of his schedule and so I guess in an ideal world he would be able able to attend more of them but now it's exactly what you just said I'm just imagining now like you know in the future if I were to have an appointment it's you know you can't bring Emerson so nine times out of ten I'd be like hey can you watch Emerson while I do this so you're it's a whole different ball game you know it's not even I didn't even think about that so my husband came to every single appointment I should say that which I know is actually pretty rare for no it's what it's rare but it's so to. wonderful. It is but rare. I have he to was say. well, and we, you know, as I've talked about, we did fertility treatment. We went and did ultrasounds three times mm-hmm. a week at six forty-five to seven a.m. He came to all but one appointment ever. Um, so he was just, and even even to the point. Sometimes I was like, "Babe, I don't really need you to come watch the doctor. You know, shove the wand up my hoo-ha again. Like you've seen it a few times. Like we're good to go here." But he just he did. He wanted to really be there. He was super supportive, and I so appreciate that. But especially heck in the time of COVID now, men, yeah, you know, spouses even... aren't being allowed in anyway. No, so yeah. it's very different, and that will be personally really hard to adjust because I, I was very very spoiled with having him just there to hold my hand and share those experiences. So that will be disappointing to maybe not have that same support and time together. That was definitely bonding for both of us. So. 
Yeah. Although I think the only thing now is that like, just so just how you just voiced that to me, it's like, I feel like you're going to be able to say that. like, you know, it's, it's almost like having gone through it once. Like, I think I'll be able to say to my husband, like, Hey, you know, remember how you got to attend this appointment or that one? Like, I'm now disappointed that you, that you can't, like, yeah, I almost feel totally. like we can, we can give voice to our feelings as opposed to it's, it's weird. It's like, I always had a voice and I expressed myself, but now I feel like I understand more of what I'm feeling. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, I think you're going to be able to communicate that and then he'll be able to understand oh that really was you know tough for her to have to do that alone and so then that might make him yeah, I don't know more inclined to I don't know do something else for you that that might be helpful or supportive in a different way so yeah I, I think going through having a kid you learn through frankly trial and error that the lines of communication have to be more open and also more direct um, emphasis on which, error yeah oh yeah lots of error lots <laughs> of error so it's you know been eye-opening for sure in our in our strengths and weaknesses in our relationship that we've had to work on and I do think the second time around we we can be a little bit more direct with each other so mm-hmm. definitely yeah. so what about for you know going through the birth process and then immediately after what was your husband's role in in that um, phase like for you yeah, so we um, had planned to have an unmedicated childbirth. That was our plan. So we worked with a doula. And yeah, he came to all those. He We read book. He actually read this book. It was called The Birth Partner. Oh, my God. It was like an encyclopedia. Like, it was very technical on all the aspects of childbirth. But, you know, he did all this on his own accord. I did not push him or ask him to read anything. And he was super interested. And he really just wanted to be be there for me and be this great team um going through the birth process the only sad part was <laughs> that's really not how it played out we prepared for this like long labor where i'd be on the birth ball and changing positions and he would be massaging my back with tennis balls and all the things and owen came so quickly that you know we didn't do any of that and frankly every time he tried to touch me i was like get away from me don't touch me so i feel bad because i honestly actually think he was disappointed in that which, you know, I'm not going to like bear the brunt of feeling badly that, you know, I needed to be in my own head during our laboring process and was not able to connect with him. But I do think, you know, he was very prepared. He had, you know, anticipated that's how it would be. So that was probably from his perspective, actually a little bit of a disappointment. But either way, we, we planned it as a team and he was very engaged in the process. That's good. And then Right, kind of um, immediately after the birth and the first few weeks. and So he took, um, he was supposed to take two weeks off work. And frankly, after about a week, he was pretty bored. So, which sounds hilarious now. Um, But yeah, I mean, he was, he struggled, I think. And we both did with kind of finding our, his place Mm. in the fact that I was nursing which you know at that early stage was all the time like that's all oh, they like did every hour and so he was I mean he was beyond excited he was there every moment I don't know how many pictures we took he was so excited but he also definitely kind of felt like okay well here you are nursing again so I'm just gonna go hang out and, and do something he built a toy chest the only week he was here because he yeah he kind of just wasn't sure how best to support and he was great in that he was I mean, he got me food. He made sure my water was always filled. He, you know, went into the grocery shopping. Like, he he did anything and everything um, 
that was needed and that was certainly awesome but I think when it came to the actual taking care of the baby I mean he was happy to change diapers and all that but there was just an aspect of the distribution of time was that baby was on mom a lot of the time and that kind of left him feeling maybe even a little you know kicked out of the process I don't I don't want to put words in his mouth because, again, not my experience to say. But so he stayed at home for, I want to say, five or six days. And he was seriously just kind of like, so what do you think about me going back to work? And I was I was kind of bummed, but I, I got where he was coming from. And so I said, sure, go ahead. I regret that decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we will do things differently the second time. I learned that frankly I did not need him as much maybe in those first couple weeks I would probably spread out his paternity leave a little bit more like maybe he did half days or maybe he took off two days a week or we would we would do things differently because I think we just learned that also the first week or two baby for us was very much kind of asleep and there wasn't a lot to do but as he started to kind of wake up into the world more I, I did need a little bit more help and that's when dad was back to work so live and learn how about yeah. you? How was all uh, that for you? Well, so I'll just start with the the kind of after the birth first, because that was what you were just saying, because it's very similar for us. My husband was back to work full time within six days. And so that was just super challenging. You know, I mean, he was out the door at 6.15, 6.30 a.m. and home around 8 p.m. And so it just made it really tough. Like he was gone all day. I had my mom here. Then there was a little interim with nobody here, and then my mother-in-law came, and everyone when they were here were supportive and helpful, but the person you want most there, I think, is your, it's your partner. You know, it's the one who has really been there with you through every step of the process. So that was just challenging, and so I think for my husband, when he was home, and he was happy to be home and excited to hold Emerson and, you know, do what he could, but at the same time, it was the same thing with nursing, et cetera. So I would say that. Yeah, if, if I could do it again, it would definitely be he's home for a longer period of time. And then I, I love what you said, too. I mean, half days aren't always possible in, like, doctor shift work. But I do agree with you. Like, to be able to say, like, okay, maybe three days a week he he is able to do half days or he takes two full days off a week or something like that, just so that you can count on that kind of relief. I think, like, it'll make those early days when things just feel really long and challenging just a little bit easier to know that you can count on that extra support from them. So... That would be what I would say about that part of it. And then for the birth, my husband was great. He was there. And um, yeah, it was it was just kind of, uh, I think it was obviously an exciting moment for him. I was very much like you, Emma. I did not really want the shoulder rubs or any of that. I just was focused on laboring on my own. My labor was definitely longer than yours. I was in pretty intense labor for about eight hours total. So um, it was a little bit longer of a duration. But my husband, I wouldn't say, played a major role in it other than just being you know, next to me and here's water and, you know, I love you and you're doing great and, you know, but yep, ultimately, yeah. yeah, there's only so much I can do at a point. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. so yeah, that was that. Um, but I think for both of us though, like thinking about, you know, this in general, it's really just, you know, the importance of being intentional about how they can help in the first few days and you and I doing a little bit less of the quote unquote, I can do it all approach, you know? I definitely did that. And even with my husband going back to work, I, the second time around, I will voice, no, I need you. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know that. And he was like, well, I'm going to go back. And I'll be honest, I kind of panicked because this was my first experience with any baby. Like I had never changed a diaper till I changed Owen. So frankly, the idea of him disappearing now for nine hours plus a day was mildly terrifying. Um, so 
I, and I didn't voice that well. I definitely had that. Oh, I, I can do it. I can handle anything. I have to now pretend to be super mom, even though I have zero idea what I'm doing. And I just, you know, pushed a baby out less than a week ago. So yeah, there was a lack of, I don't know, knowing what I needed and in him knowing what I needed from him. And we definitely did not communicate well, but it wasn't intentional. It was just kind of a, a new experience for both of us, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was very much the same way. Like I can do it. Like, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm still cooking. I'm still cleaning. I'm doing all of this as I'm changing these massive pads every like two hours, you know, and kind of limping around the house. And, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that I would be a little bit more, um, vocal about like those needs and not only with my husband, but I think other support people, right. With my own mom, with my mother-in-law, just, you know, it's like obviously so helpful to have those people there and they just want to hold and love on the baby, which is great. But I think I would try to be a little bit better at saying, Hey, I actually would really love if you could start and like fold a load of laundry and Hey, you know, this is, you know, this is kind of where I need some, some, you know, some help or support or Hey, could you like, you know, make us some meals that, that, you know, we can keep in the fridge for a week or something like that. I think I'd be a little bit more, um, direct about not to be like, do this for me, but just to be no, like, but identifying. really though, I mean, that's yeah. what you need. That is what you need. You don't always need somebody holding the baby. And as you and me kind of also have talked about in the past, you also need that time to bond with your child. And mm-hmm. so kind of having people constantly pulling the child, I mean, and maybe for some people that's fine, but for me, that was actually not okay. I wanted to hold my baby a lot of the time. You know, mm-hmm. I did not want to go do the laundry or go grocery shopping or go cook a meal, mm-hmm. you know? So like that totally. would be more helpful for me than, you know, just wanting to hold the baby. So Exactly. And then I think there's something different. Like for me, it was always if it was my husband holding the baby, there was like this, obviously the warm and fuzzies, right? But oh, like yeah, somebody different. else, exactly. Somebody else, you're kind of like, oh, I, I want to be holding the baby. So it's, it's, it's like finding the hormonal balance. Although again, and for, you know, our listeners that have a second kiddo or a third kiddo, in my mind right now, I'm imagining, okay, so I have a new baby and I also have Emerson. Like I might be very grateful for that family member that just wants to sit on the couch holding the new baby so that I can give Emerson a little one-on-one that I'm not probably not giving him hardly at all. So it's yep. almost like you have to kind of feel out what what exactly the situation is and how it changes per, per well, kiddo and, I think and stuff. We're just realizing and the benefit is, yeah, listening to other moms who do have a second kid and who have been able to share like, hey, these are some things you should go ahead and think through. And, Mm -hmm. you know, recognize what you might need. Because, yes, we probably will need both somebody to hold the baby so we could be with our first kiddos, you know, because that will be Mm -hmm. a hard transition for them. And we also are going to struggle with missing that bond between us when it was just, you know, our little family of three and then expanding. But also there will be times where we're like, I really need you to go take the toddler out of the house, you know, so we Mm -hmm. can have some quiet time. So. Yeah, it'll be very different navigating those needs from the first time. But for me, the first time around, yeah, I I just kind of wanted some peace and quiet with with our little nuclear family. Um, Mm -hmm. And and as we talked about, kind of getting people to assist with some of the more medial tasks that are just, you know, things that, that need to be done no matter who does them. So. Exactly. And then kind of along, along that, I, you know, of helping with tasks, et cetera, you know, we, you and I talked about a few things that, that partners can do tangibly in those first few weeks and months. And I'll just share a few of these that you and I chatted about, Emma, we talked about obviously holding the baby, like, so that can be really helpful. So, 
you know, I think both of our husbands would kind of step in kind of in that like early morning phase when you and I needed like the extra couple hours of sleep. And so like my husband, for example, would hold Emerson basically every morning for the first month from like 4am to 6am when he was oversleeping, you know, in his bassinet and just needed someone to like snuggle him. And so my husband did that and I took a two hour nap, you know, so that was helpful. Obviously also picking up the slack, household chores or meals, grabbing takeout, like it's helpful if you have family members doing that, but that's not always the case. Your family members might yeah, not be in town. Yeah, we didn't have anybody. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say, us, so. mm-hmm. yeah, they're not in town or they're not like, when my parents come, they don't stay with us. So like, it would have to be, a, you know, it was, it was not as easy to be like, hey mom, can you, you know, do this, even though I know you're not actually staying here all the time. So, you know, I think telling your husband or telling your partner like, hey, this is, would be really helpful, like on your way home, or can you run out and grab this, like actually voicing that. And then, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, I think asking your husband or your support person, whoever's there, you know, really by your side to also have a very active role when you have visitors. So like one thing that was particularly challenging for me was having visitors and that was wonderful, but my husband would still be working. So then I can't help instinctively. I want to be that hostess. I want to be you know, even though I'm the one in recovery, holding a new baby, trying to figure out what the heck it means to be a mom, you can't help but think about your guests. Like, what are they eating? What are they doing? When are they coming over? How can I help them feel comfortable and enjoy their time here? And it's like, if that's going to happen, it's great. But like, then then your partner ideally is is off work or is able to really pick up, I think, a lot of that slack. So it was certainly out of my husband's control to have to work so much. But if I could do it again, that'd be one of the biggest things for me would be to tell him like taking that first month off is to help me. And it's also just to help balance the household because I think you really need that support. So those yeah. would be kind of three things that I think are pretty tangible that, that a partner can do. Absolutely. So, I love those. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. So, you know, we talk about how obviously you know, as moms, whether you're breastfeeding or not, there's this instinctive bond. And, and I say the whether breastfeeding or not, because obviously breastfeeding creates a lot of just natural, like skin to skin, that's very intentional that's happening because obviously your breasts are out. If you're not doing that and you're formula feeding, you're still getting all of that connectivity with baby. And it's oftentimes mom who's taking over that a lot. So with this in mind, like it's almost sometimes you feel like, where does partner fit in? What can they do? And so we also kind of went through a few things that we feel like, you know, a partner could actually have like these specific roles within those first few weeks and months and giving them these tasks or helping them have these ideas, we, you know, we think could be helpful too. So I'll run through these as well. And Emma, you can definitely let me know, you know, how, how, how these worked for you and, and with your husband. So one thing I know we talked about was teaching the partner how to do diaper changes or baths and then giving them the room to figure it out on their own. So did you find that with your husband where it was almost like you had to actually like literally like put your hands over your mouth and say, okay, I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to let him do it. So I'm going to be honest with this list. The theme is letting my husband do stuff because he was willing to do anything. And he was, I mean, even, you know, proactively, it wasn't like he was just sitting around waiting for me to ask. He would practically be like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And I would constantly be like, oh, well, I'll come help. Oh, well, I'll come supervise. Oh, well, I'll come. And I was pretty mindful about not overly correcting him because I had been given that tip of that. And I'd also seen it, frankly, in some other fringe relationships where they'd complain about their husband or spouse never doing enough. But then every time their husband or spouse tried to jump in and do something, they would critique them to death. And 
then the, you know the spouse was kind of like why do I even bother because all you're going to do is get mad at me because I don't do it exactly right so I was honestly and I think that's really important to think about is sometimes you have to accept they will do things slightly different than you and I tell myself the self this on a daily basis even now because my husband cuts my child food different than mine it's not wrong it's just different than I would do it. And I have to keep my mouth shut and let him have some autonomy in being a parent to our child too. And it's not my way or the highway. So I would say just with all of this kind of stuff, yes, that's really important to let them learn just as you're learning. Um, and sometimes, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times safety matters and all those kind of things. But yes, supporting them in a positive way to do these things without having to micromanage, I'd say, is so, so important. I think that's a great point. My husband and I had many a conversation where he felt like I was, my like actions or words were indicating that I didn't think he was able to do the task at hand and how that was difficult for him because he, he would say like, I care just as much about our son as you do. I want to keep him safe. I want to keep him healthy. And, you know, I, you know, I want, I want the chance to, you know, to do this and to try this and kind of do it my way too. And just know that I'm listening to you. I'm watching you. Like I'm observing what you're suggesting, but I'm also going to, you know, want to do things that feel, that feel right to me as, as his father. And so it was important for me to learn that. And, you know, I think another thing that you and I talked about, Emma, was like learning how to leave the baby for at least a small span of time to give dad the chance to like, so I know at the very beginning, it's like, they don't really do much. Like the baby just sits there and then they start to do little things. And it's like, we naturally as moms know almost more how to interact with them or play with them or what they need. And it's easy, I think, for dad to kind of sit that on the sidelines a little bit. And so for me, it was like, I had to actually say, okay, I'm not leaving the house really, but I'm going to go take a shower and take a long one for 45 minutes and my husband gets the baby, you know? And it was kind of like building that confidence, I think for him and then for me to be away. That was, that was important. And it's hard. It's hard to let go of that control. And also like, I didn't want to miss out on anything and that's hard, Mm -hmm. but it really, really is important because even that 45 minutes away can be so you know, energizing for you, you don't feel nearly as burnt out. So even if you think you don't need it, you'd be amazed that like, if you give yourself the space and your partner the space that it it can be really beneficial, I think, for the whole family dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, also just letting your partner know you value their opinion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, even if it was something that I kind of had in my mind made up, you know, I think I want to do it this way. I would try my best to always bring it back to my husband to say, hey, you know, I was kind of looking at this. I think this might be a good idea for him. Or what do you think of this thought process? Or I would send him over an article and be like, hey, I was reading this about toddler behavior or, you know, whatever the case may be, a four-month sleep regression, like, you know, trying to get some ideas. What are your thoughts? And, um, you know, and I found that that really helped him to feel a little bit more involved. And so that was positive too. So I I totally did the same. And I even think it sounds like, I feel like it sounds like I'm talking down to my spouse, but when he was feeling like he didn't have anything to do, I would give him something and say, I really need this. And like, like I told him, I need you to go make a toy box. Like we really need this. And that gave him something that he felt like he was really contributing. And we did need, but did we need it right then? No, no, honestly, we didn't. But you know, I could tell he was kind of spinning his wheels. So I think, yeah, giving them jobs, giving them roles, making them feel valuable to the process, even if they can't do the nursing or the feeding, there is things that they can do that makes them feel, you know, like a a part of the family and that their role as a parent is just as important as yours so yep exactly and and along those lines I think really 
praising and and supporting them. So, you mm-hmm. know, you mentioned you have, you know, a lot of pictures you took of your husband with Owen and I'm the same way, always taking pictures and, you know, like being affirming, like what I'm saying is very true. You know, I'm saying you're a wonderful father. Or, Look, he, you know, he's so excited to see you or whatever. And all of these things, it's not like I'm making them up. No, but, I but sometimes we don't say them out loud. We don't say them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or I would notice that like I would say, I would present an observation like Emerson's starting to smile. You know, what what is it like four to six weeks I start to social smile and I would tell my husband like look honey like you're home now it's like he's he sees like he can see he's looking at you it's different than me like look you can tell he's so happy and I could feel my husband being like really like you think so like he's noticing me he knows it's me like and it's like of course like yes in my mind I'm like yes he knows you're his father and he's excited to see you like it but it's almost like for them like hearing that and hearing that coming from mom I think means a lot like I feel it like does, my husband totally. has always reacted to that or even little things like well when my husband's gone now and- I will say like oh and kept saying dada and he was looking around the oh. house for you because he does that sometimes and I can tell like that really matters to my husband mm-hmm. that he feels like Owen notices when he's not there and he misses him and he gets excited when he comes home and you know we go wave at the window and clap and still little mm-hmm. stuff like that that oh. we do now obviously as a toddler because they still need that whoever is the parent that might be you know the one gone more often or, or not you know as hands on whether it's mom or dad but yeah I think just supporting your partner letting them know that you miss them and baby misses them and y'all talk about them when you know they're not around and all those mm-hmm. things really really can just make you all feel more bonded and I think too it kind of goes both ways so like if my husband's at work like I will not hesitate to send him a cute picture of of Mm -hmm. Emerson like I don't know if he's sleeping on the monitor it's cute I'll send it or I'll resend a picture from the day or from a previous day or if I'm looking back at old pictures and then I noticed that when my husband like the other day he took Emerson to the park like he sent me gosh four or five pictures being like we miss you mommy we're thinking about you and like it just is like it just makes a very like I think kind of reciprocal thoughtfulness and it lets me know, oh, when he's not with me, he's thinking about, you know, obviously knowing that I wish I could be there. And then it's same for me. Like when he's not here, we miss him. So I think it creates that, that kind of like positivity too. So, so keeping kind of along this vein of other things that, you know, that we find to be particularly helpful and that we kind of have in the back of our minds, you know, if there is a round two (laughs) episode, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know, episode, whatever it'll be when we announce if we have exciting news, although right now we're both sipping on wine. So don't be too, don't be on the edge of your seats, but um, yeah, just other things that we feel have been helpful. And a big one for me has honestly been to try to be patient, which is so hard for me. I'm not a very patient person, but to try to be a little bit more patient and realize, you know, after my husband gives Emerson a bath, the bathroom will be very wet. <laughs> the floor will be wet. <laughs> uh, the towels will be soaking. And, you know, like just to kind of like, okay, like that's just the way it is, you know, or yep. yeah, he might always your battles. Totally. He might always clean up the toys, but like, not so sure about the dishes. And will he sweep the floors? And like, will he start the laundry? Like, that's probably a no, you know, but like, he's great with Emerson. He's doing all these things. Like he's had a long work day or he's going into work that night as it, as it is often. So I think just finding that patient balances, that's a big one for sure. Yep. So absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah I'd say well, we've already kind of talked about, I guess, just being firm and, and expressing what you need and, and make your expectations clear. Sometimes I want my husband to be a mind reader and let's, let's be honest, that doesn't go well in marriage. It definitely doesn't go well in parenthood. And so I've definitely battled that. And we've had some, you know, tiffs over me coming home. And just as you've said, like, 
okay, great, the child's fed, but the house is a freaking disaster, you know, or the whatever. Mm-hmm. And I obviously have this expectation that he's going to do all the things that I would normally do if I was at home. And that's not clear to him. He kind of looks at me blank faced. And so I and I can't get mad or angry that he is not doing exactly all these secrets that I have stored in my head, but don't bother to communicate to him. So I think just keeping those expectations in check and communicating out loud and not just in my head has been an important piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then thinking, thinking ahead a little bit, like, so I've told my husband, you know, if we, if, you know, we do have the opportunity to have a second child, you went back after six days of work. That was really challenging for a family. Obviously, I realize there's constraints in residency, but, you know, let's be mindful of that. And like, what could we do? What would this look like, you know, for you to, I don't know, have to extend out a month or figure something out? Like what, what could be some possibilities that we could work with here? Do we now wait, you know, do we basically say we're not going to have another kiddo until residency's over and and you know we, so we had to have those kind of conversations um just in order to to have a better idea about ways that we can support each other and what we actually need so i think that's a that's a really big one too is just talking about your expectations and your needs just like you said openly and and willingly so yep absolutely yep. and i think um, you know, if you can utilize, yeah, support people strategically. You know, I think as we've talked about yet again, it's like the second time around, we'll know better and do better. And we'll know how to better um, use a nanny or family members. We'll know where it is helpful for them to jump in and where it's helpful to not. Um, so I, I think that's just a wise thing to communicate with your spouse about Um, when you need a date night, when you need some extra support, whether it's to alleviate from both of you or, you know, to stop playing. We always talk about ping pong, baby, where Mm -hmm. it's all of our quality time together is, okay, now it's your turn to parent. So I can go do this and now Mm -hmm. it's my turn to parent so you can do this. And it can really make you feel very disconnected from your spouse. So I think just being smart about how to utilize extra people um, can can be really beneficial. Absolutely. And that's something that, you and I were just talking about tonight. I was telling you, I just feel like it's literally either he's working or I'm trying to get stuff done or, you know, it's this or that. It's like, and then if we have a little bit of time, it's, well, right now, like the baby goes to bed and 30 minutes later, my husband's heading out for night shift. I mean, so what, what can you do in 30 minutes? You know, it's, oh, I can, <laughs> can think of what 30? you can do in 30 minutes. Come on. You left that way too wide open. <laughs> that was like a wide open door, man. I uh, know. That's awesome. Yeah. You can make yeah. a baby in 30 minutes. You, you can, can make go a, get yeah. number two brewing right now. That's true. It, it, it That didn't happen tonight. Just so our listeners uh, are very clear. Too bad. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. yeah. I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing baggy sweats. So there's, uh, there's no. <laughs> it definitely wasn't so, putting on. Like that's ever stopped, man. That's true. That's true. Please. Putting on the Ritz. Yeah, it's overrated. Yeah, but yeah, but. just, you know, obviously trying to find that little sliver of time because just like I was saying earlier, like that can be really tough. You kind of feel like you're on the go, go, go. And you don't actually get a time to sit down and enjoy your spouse and like enjoy your partner and reconnect. And, and that can be tough. So yeah, finding the time and, and being a little bit intentional about it. Obviously with COVID going on, that people's childcare situations are all over the place and they can change in the drop of a hat. You know, we went from our nanny finally coming back to, oh, hey, we're all sick with COVID. So, okay, now two months later, she's back again. And you're like, oh, I hope this time it lasts longer. But even then it's just like, you know, you're just kind of still, you have a tight period of time, but you try to make the most of it. So I think that's important. Yep. So I'm completely with you. Well, I hope we just kind of touched on this. I feel like even just talking about it on here, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to that partner relationship, but that's enough for today. So I hope 
I hope some of this is helpful for you. And we would love to hear also what's been helpful in your parenting transition with your with your partner, with your spouse, or whoever you are co-parenting with or getting family support with. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Please always know that we are available via Instagram at ABCs of Matrescence and also our Gmail account, ABCs of Matrescence at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love connecting with you. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. And as always, we appreciate you listening. We kindly ask you to hop on over to iTunes and just give us a little review. Click that five-star button, write something sweet and send it off. That really helps other mamas find our podcast. And one additional reminder is to check our show notes. So especially, obviously, these episodes tend to be a little bit more chit-chat. The two of us, some of our reference points um, aren't necessarily, you know, for example, books, etc. if we're just talking the two of us. But always when we have interviews, do check out those show notes because we include a lot of information about our guests and about what they share. So it's a wonderful way to learn a little bit more about the episode, whether you are about to dive in or have already listened to it. So as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much. We will be talking to you guys soon. Bye.